Lesson from the book of Exodus. Thus says the Lord God, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land which the Lord God, Lord your God gives you. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or his maidservant, or his ox, or his ass, or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people perceived the thunderings and lightnings, and the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled. And they stood afar off, and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will hear, but let not God speak to us, lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to prove you, and that the fear of him may be before your eyes, that you may not sin. And the people stood afar off, while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said to Moses, Thus shall you say to the people of Israel, You have seen for yourselves that I have talked to you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver to be with me, nor shall you make for yourself gods of gold. An altar of earth you shall make for me, and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen, in every place where I cause my name to be remembered. I will come to you and bless you. Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father and mother, let him surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. And he called the people to him and said, Hear and understand. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then the disciples came to him and said, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard the same? He answered, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into the pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you still also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and so passes on? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. This defiles a man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. The saving words of the gospel. Well, today we have a continuation of our spiritual journey. We gather at the edge of the Aventine at Santa Balbina. We've been there before. And we go to San Vecchio, uh, San Sisto Vecchio on the Via Appia, which isn't very far away. This is where the body of Sixtus II is 
was placed after it was in the uh, the, the catacomb of Saint Calixtus, and um, this is the Saint uh, this is the Saint Pope Sixtus who was uh, Lawrence's pope and uh, spiritual father. Now um, there's an awful lot going on in these readings. There's a there's a great deal of text uh, today. These readings in Lent really get pretty long. But there are connections here, and there are reasons why we are being given what we're being given. Now, these are particularly instructive readings. They're very didactic readings today. Holy Church is teaching the catechumens, because it was at St. Sixtus where they also had one of the scrutinies of the candidates for baptism. And so they're learning... Uh, things about uh, the faith uh, that they are entering into. And so what do we hear today? We hear about the Ten Commandments. And we hear about the Ten Commandments not only in the first reading from Exodus, but also in the, uh, in the Gospel reading um, at the end when the Lord gives a list of various sins and so forth. They line up with the, the second tablet of the Decalogue. Now what's all this business about the the Pharisees and the scribes and the and your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat, uh, according to the tradition of our fathers. And uh, what's going on in here? Well, this is a little impenetrable unless you also know about uh, Pharisaic practices and uh, the Jewish practices in the first century. And um, how, uh, why the Lord calls uh, them hypocrites um, in reference to the commandment to honor their honor our mother and father. So what's going on with that? So the Pharisees, just to review, the Pharisees come and they say your disciples don't wash their hands according to the what does it say? According to the why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands. Okay, this was not a command of God to wash the hands before eating. This is a, a tradition that developed among the sect of the Pharisees, which was by far the, the dominant sect and, and the one that was most popular. And it was popular. The Pharisees were highly respected. They, you know, they get you, you get a picture of the Pharisees in the Gospels as if they're just these you know, uh, wicked nitpickers uh, and, and, and pure hypocrites, but most of the Pharisees were upright, righteous, God-fearing men who were trying to follow the law, and they were highly respected. And most of the people adhered to the way that they uh, did things and the way that they taught. And they, and they were authoritative teachers. And, but this uh, washing the hands before eating was a was not a was not something that came from the commands of God. What did come from God, as far as washing was concerned, was the ritual washing that the priests were to perform, or anyone who was to perform, before offering sacrifice. And so this washing business is all is very much tied up with the temple and with sacrifice. And what the Pharisees sought to do is try to bring that temple spirit into their daily lives by including the washing of hands and so forth, even before eating. And this becomes part of their tradition, and it's so, you know, it's very deeply rooted, 
And so everyone is kind of shocked by the time they see the, the, the disciples of the Lord eating without washing their hands. That's what's going on with that. Why are they not following the tradition of the elders? Well, the Lord responds, Why do you transgress not the tradition of elders, but the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? God commanded, Honor your father and mother. And then he says, But you say, and this is the key, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not heed his father. Oh, so something else is at work here. Now it happened to be that certain things were given, uh, given over for God and for God alone. It's almost like when we, um, it's parallel in a way to when we bless certain things or consecrate certain things that are for God and for God alone. And then they can't be used for anything else other than a religious purpose. Well, there were things in, in, in this time that were korban, korban. And they were for God alone. And they were monetary and they were property and so forth. And as it happened, what happened is that some of the Pharisees had begun to take properties that were korban, the, the income was supposed to go only to the temple or so forth, they were taking these things for themselves and using the income to support their parents. And so when you have this, it's almost like a little thread in here. What you would have gained from me is given to God. It's a reference to something that's korban, and it's the way that the Pharisees are using this, but it's almost as if they're holding it over their parents' head, which is not a way to honor your mother and father. And so, he, so the Lord puts his finger on a very sore spot here, and he rightly calls them hypocrites. And so then he contrasts what comes out of the, the, the eating with the hands and what goes into the body with what comes out of the body through the mouth, that is words, thoughts being expressed by words coming out through the, that express what the heart is. And you see, so he puts his finger doubly on, on a sore spot. They give lip service, as it were, but it's all false. So that's what's going on in that reading, I think. That's what I've been able to decipher from it. It has to do with things that are korban. And, uh, and the way that the Pharisees were using uh, what had become traditions of men, that that very much defile the very spirit of the commandments that we hear given uh, in in Exodus and uh, are recounted in Exodus with the giving of the commandments. And I just want to make one a, a point about the 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 what we heard from Exodus. It struck me as I was reading it today in the Latin. Moses said. Um, the people said to Moses, you speak to us and we will hear, but let not God speak to us, lest we die. Well, if there were ever a definition of clergy, the cleric, those who were set apart in order to be mediators between God and, and, and his people, here it is. Um, and 
let's not fall into the trap of, of a kind of a neo-Marcionism where we think that the God of the New Testament and the God of the Old Testament are two different gods. God will not be mocked. And we need to have a healthy fear of God. Well, in this moment, they are terrified of God because they're seeing the, the presence of the God on the mountain and they're hearing the thunder and they're feeling the earthquakes and they're seeing the fire and, the, and, and so forth. But if, we, if they are experiencing those things and we, from thousands of years later, have the advantage of what they experienced and had the advantage of all of salvation history since then, we have a tremendous advantage we should be able to see and feel in the events around us, in the words and the gestures of, of sacred liturgy, the mountain trembling, the thunder crashing, the fire flashing on high. We should be able to see these things with the eyes of our mind, with the ears of our heart, we should be able to see and hear these things in all of the, of the events that are going around us, especially having to do with, uh, with the church right now, but also in every word and gesture of sacred scripture. There are not two gods, one of the Old Testament and one of the New Testament. There's one God. It's the same God. And we have to remember these, these, these sentiments of the people. We need mediators, and we need to have a proper uh, awe of God, and we need to raise to him our sacrifices that are pleasing to him according to the, the virtue of religion, and we need to obey him. Dominus obesum, oremus, Domine par me con misericordiam tuam propter nomen tuam, quia suavis es misericordia tuam.
relative fratries.